Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. few things on this, Ray. First of all, Morris getting the Atlanta job means Bill Belichick probably not going to coach in the NFL this season. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, I'm wondering if uh, teams were just a little bit turned off that he wanted total control maybe and, um, you know, didn't want to have to answer to anyone. Um, but it's interesting, you know, he's – how many wins is from Shula's record? I mean, he's, that's definitely can be done within three or four years. And if he takes a year off, that would kind of, um, you know, push that timeline back further. So, um, you know, I just take it as teams want to have – oversight on their head coach and uh maybe the last couple of years in new england opened some eyes that uh he wasn't the greatest personnel guy in the world ray mcveigh co- uh mcveigh morris comes from la worked for mcveigh steelers trying to talk to mcveigh guys for the oc job so i i could see this affecting their offensive coordinator search now because well, Morris is I mean, probably going to want to pick I, from the same field of candidates, I would think, bring one of his well, guys yeah. from L.A. with him to Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's smart that, uh, you know, so far those are the names that are surfacing. But, you know, I, I think there's going to be many more throughout this process. Um, I like it. You know, McVeigh has had some up-and-down seasons, but I think he's got a long track record of, uh, you know, guys going on and, and doing very well. So, uh, to me, the timeline is interesting. Um, it doesn't sound like anyone was in today for the Steelers. I think they're going to announce those um, as those guys exit the building. So unless that happens before 6 o'clock tonight, you know, then it could happen Friday. But then, you know, I think Mike's going to Mobile on Sunday or Monday, and he's going to be there for most of the week. Maybe he does some of these in Mobile. I don't know. Um, but, um, you know, maybe that pushes the timeline back a little bit. But, uh you would think, guys, that they would want to have the new OC in place by the Combine, and ideally probably a week or two before the Combine. Ray, am I right to infer that if they are so far maybe not going at a, uh, a breakneck pace to make this higher, that they might not have one specific person that they've zeroed in on? Because if they did, they would have like made that an ultimate huge you know, <coughs> first thing priority and, and tried to seize that chance? Yeah, like for the Bears, you knew Waldron was their guy because that right. happened so quickly. Yep. Yeah, so now if you go back to what Mike said after the season ended, um, he wants to learn throughout this process. So, you know, if we're going to take him at his word, then he's going to talk to a lot of guys and he's going to get a feel for how different teams um, run their offenses. So, you know, the first two names to surface are McVay guys. Um, I'm sure there will be guys from other coaching trees. I think it's just, 
it's smart to talk to as many um, people as you care, can from varied backgrounds. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, we're off to a good start here, but like I'm telling people, Art is always very deliberate. Mike is always very deliberate. Uh, deliberate. Um, you know, he's not going to make any rash decisions. And I, you know, I, I think that's a good thing. Um, you know, you do worry about the pool getting smaller as this goes on, but um, knowing the way they do business down there, I, you know, I think it could, you know, this could definitely run for another week or two. Ray, when we had Poppy, Poppy Annie on earlier, he said he doesn't just, he gets the sense that it's not going to be Kubiak. He doesn't think that Kubiak is going to happen. That's the one of the names that I think fans put out there the most interested in, a guy that comes from Shanahan's uh, coaching tree and has been an offensive coordinator before. He's interviewed in New Orleans. He hasn't been linked to this job yet. Do you share Bob's pessimism when it comes to him? I don't know why there would be pessimism. I, you know, I saw some stuff today on social media where, you know, the Steelers can never land him. I mean, there's only 32, like a head coach, there's only 32 OC jobs in the NFL. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Kubiak was only an OC for one year, correct? Yep. In, in, in Minnesota. In Minnesota. Right. So, yep. I mean, uh, I mean, he, he, you know, Kyle, uh, yeah, Kyle Shanahan is a, is the play caller out there, so. He's going to want to expand his resume um, and eventually become a head coach someday. You would think he would go someplace where he could call his his own plays and and have a higher profile than he does now. So you know, I get it. Coaches are selective and and where they go at times. But uh, to me, this is a fairly attractive job. I, I know the quarterback situation isn't great here, but I think Omar and Andy know how to build rosters. You know, they're going to straighten out that line eventually. And the skill positions are okay. They need to add a receiver or two. But, no, I think the skill positions um, are fine. So people saying this is a terrible job, I don't buy that. I think it's a it's a good job. I wouldn't say it's a great job. I think it's somewhere in between, you know, bad and, and great. I, I, I think uh, a lot of people um, who are looking to be OCs in the NFL would, would think the same way. Ray, whoever they hire, uh, what degree of autonomy to actually run the offense on game day the way they more or less see fit uh, will that person have? How much input do you think Mike Tomlin will still have in their overall process there? Yeah, well, Mike's been very involved in the offense the last couple of years, Um, you know, just in terms of how, you know, conservative. and You know, I I think that's out there the way they want to get into play um, and really the way they drew up the game plan. So, you would think after three years of what they just went through that, you know, Mike is probably on a different page now. And I, I think God, he I would realizes, hope or else what the heck's he reading? He's yeah. reading the wrong book if he's not on the on a different page. Yeah, and I, I I think he realizes too, like a lot of people, that this is an extremely important hire for him. He's gotta get this right. So um yeah, I, I would bring I, I would bring the guy in. I would let him um run the shop, so to speak. The head coach is always going to have a role on game days, you know, when to go for it, when to punt, that sort of thing. But throughout the week, yeah, I would hand it over to the new guy and just say, hey, this is your baby, and uh, let's go do it. Speaking of punt for a second, give me a percentage that Presley Harvin's back next year. Oh, man, I hope it's less than 10%. But you've got to throw hope in there because you're worried that for whatever reason the guy's got uh, pictures on Mike Tomlin, and I feel the same way. Well, it's like, it's like Canada the last couple of years. I can never understood 
why he was brought back. And I feel the same way about Harvin. You cannot tell me that there are not punters out there who can who can do what he does. Um, so, but there might be a punter from, listening to this show, Ray, who can do a better job. Than I think we've had doing. punters who have worked for our station who are better than him right now, Ray. Didn't that guy they cut get signed by the Jets and have a halfway decent season? So yes, e- uh, yeah, Eagles, not Jets. Eagles, man, correct. was yeah. pretty good yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so. All right. How about Cliff Kingsbury? Where are you on him as a candidate? <clears throat> uh, I, I would be lukewarm. Um, you know, it just—he was the head coach in Arizona. He wanted Kyler Murray, and he wasn't able to make it work. So, you know, throughout that process, you know, you got to get to know the guy, and for him to misevaluate that, or maybe not to get to know him on a personal basis enough to know that it wouldn't work, that bothers me a little bit. Short resume in the NFL. Um, I know he's well respected, but I, I would just want a little bit more meat on that bone in terms of NFL experience. Um, but again, I know, I know he's well-respected. I know he's getting other interviews, but I'm just not all that high on him at this point. Ray, we know that Mike Tomlin's basic, you know, boiled down to point was we need to score a lot more points to be a good offense. Do you think that that's going to make them predisposed to finding a guy who's more oriented towards the pass side of things since that's still how most of the best scoring teams function? Or will they go the other way because that's the franchise DNA? They love running the ball. I look at the Packers, and LaFleur is from that tree, right? I mean, he was in Washington with those guys. They got a great running game. But they also know how to draw it up for a, for a quarterback like Jordan Love, and they know how to get good skill guys and put it around him. So that um, I know LaFleur hasn't had the success in the playoffs that maybe Shanahan – or McVay has, but I think the running game is key. The running, key, running game is key in San Francisco. Um, like when the Rams are really good, I know they got Stafford now, but all good teams have a good running game. It doesn't have to be the staple of your offense, but you have to be able to go to it when you need it. So that's always going to be the case in Pittsburgh. They, they love to build out from the trenches with, with Andy and Omar. So that's not going to change, but I mean, I, you know, it's 2024 guys. You, got to get a sophisticated pass game and you got to get somebody in here who knows how to draw it up and get guys open because that that just hasn't been the case for the last three years here under Matt Canada and then uh you know the interim guys who, who finished it up better chance Mason Rudolph or Russell Wilson is on the Steelers roster next year Mason Rudolph 100 percent 100 percent percentage chance Mason Rudolph is on the Steelers roster period next year um I mean I so much goes into free agency, and um, I mean it's, it's hard to say right now. I, I would say sixty forty that he's here. Better chance Najee Harris gets the fifth year option, or Pat Fryermuth gets a contract extension. I think both will happen. I, better I think, chance, yeah. Uh, better chance Cam takes a, a pay cut, or Larry Ogunjobi gets cut. Uh, Cam taking a pay cut. Mm, better chance Broderick Jones starts the season at right tackle or left tackle. Oh, God. <laughs> so I, I was working on that. We're doing a big uh, draft project this year. It's going to debut in a couple of weeks. So um, something for your listeners to, to look forward to on our site. But I, I was just going through all those scenarios. You know, do you draft a left tackle? 
or do you draft a, another versatile guy who can sort of let Broderick go back there? So um, Mike was really vague on that. I wish he gave me a more solid answer because it kind of screws up my entire spring trying to predict that. But um, I'm going to say he goes back to left, and they probably wait until round two to get a tackle. There you go. All right, Ray, we'll talk again next week, man. Appreciate it. All right, guys. See ya. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.